Greetings, Mazalwane, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Can I hear some mask amen? amen. Holy Ghost mask amen right there. Are you well by the grace of God? We shall live and we shall not die. We shall see the goodness of the land. Amen. God is so good. There's some feedback here. Maybe I should just this guy's Aratlatuntus. Murutlaitus. Yes. Yeah, we we just want to continue on um, a message that we've started um, uh, on um, the ten laws of sowing and reaping the ten laws of sowing and uh, uh, reaping. So there's certain laws, like we've said last week, there's certain laws that God has put in place, and those laws apply to everyone, whether you're saved, whether you're not saved. You are governed, uh, you know, by the laws that God has set, you know, across. So. Um, the emphasis is uh, on sowing and reaping. To say you cannot reap what you have not sown. And, and that's what people say. And we, I think last week we spoke a lot about the money and also our relationship with money. Money is there that we have a relationship with it. Have a relationship a fruitful relationship. And the Bible is there to guide us on how to have a fruitful relationship with money, you know, according to uh, the principles of God. Now, when we read the Bible, Jesus, there's, uh, there's an instance in the Bible where Jesus says it will be difficult for a rich man uh, to enter the kingdom of God. Now, he didn't say it's impossible he said it will be difficult. It will be difficult for a rich man. Why? Because money has the power to rule you. So if you don't rule money, money will rule you. If you don't control money, money will control you. So money has the ability to give you a certain power that you will feel or you are a God, that you can do life without God, that you are efficient, uh, you know. Uh, I mean, I met another man, he said to, and I was telling him about Jesus Christ, and he said, don't tell me about Jesus, I have money. You know? And for him, what he said, actually, it also gave me a perspective on how people view church. People view church as a place for the poor who want money. And that's a wrong idea. That's a wrong concept. We are not selling money. We are not selling houses. We are not selling anything. We are selling a relationship with God. We are pointing you have a relationship with God. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be what? Will be added to you. So the church can continue to become beggars. 
in an atmosphere of a famine. If your son asks you to buy them a car, it will be easy for you to buy them than a beggar on a street. Why? You don't have a relationship with a beggar. But with your son, you are able to make promises. You are able to make commitments. Why? It's part of the family. You know. So the intention of the beggar is just to do what? To beg. Lord, I want this. 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 That's irritating. That's irritating. What God is looking for is a relationship. And and you know, we, 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 we miss the point even in raising our children. Sometimes when we have money, we think money will solve all problems. You don't spend time with your kids. You don't have time for them. When they ask for time, you give them money. Go to the malls, go and buy this, you buy them Playstations, you do all those things. And when they turn out, not to be the way they were supposed to be, you start now saying it's their problem. No. When you raise your children, a relationship comes first. Not money. Money cannot build a relationship with your children. Money just gives you options to buy them the things that they want. You need to spend time with your children. You need to educate your children. You need to raise them in the ways of the Lord. Money cannot do that. The best schools in the world cannot do that. You might have money to pay for the best schools, but let me tell you, schools will inflict a character or a godly character on the children. You need to spend time with your children, not just spend time, but educate them. Find little moments uh, you know, that can not be forgotten and, and try and instill biblical principles into their lives. Sometimes when we have money, we think, no, if they were no, go and buy, go and buy, go and buy, go and buy. And even happens into relationships. Sometimes men and women don't have fruitful relationships because the man has got the money. And the only thing when, hey, we want to be with you, I'll take the money, go uh, to the mall. Take the black card, go to the mall. You see, that's what money does. People think money can replace everything. There are certain things that are not replaceable by money. Don't allow mormon to consume you. Don't allow money to become a God in your life. Hallelujah. You, you are so serious. Am I not speaking the right things? Maybe someone should just raise their hand and say, Pastor, you're out of there. <laughs> or people don't want me to speak about money. Your relationship with money is important. Very important. So it should not be vice versa. You should not be governed by money. You should govern the money. That's why Jesus said the love of money is the root of all evil. He was saying if we are governed by money, if we are ruled by money, then it's a root of what? Of all evil. People will kill for a position at work. 
People would bewitch you for the position. Why do they want the position? They want more money. You know, people would talk bad about you because they want more money. People would set you up because they want more money. You know, people will hate you because they want more money. They will do all sorts of things. More money because we are controlled by money. So actually, I know people don't like this, but the foundation of becoming a master over money is contentment. Contentment. If we are not content, we have a black hole. I don't know if you know what is a black hole. If you have done your uh, your astrologies and your the study of stars, uh, is it geology? Am I wrong? Astrology. Whatever logi is, <laughs> whatever logi that is there, there's what they call a black hole. And this black hole consumes stars. It consumes planets and galaxies, but it never gets filled. Never gets filled. And since man fell in the garden, since man fell in the beginning, man cannot be fulfilled by anything. Man cannot find satisfaction from anything. I remember the words of the wisest man in the Bible. His name is Solomon. He says, Lord, I've tried everything. I've tried all the most beautiful women in the world. I mean, I'm talking about a man who had how many women? Close to a thousand. But still, I did not find fulfillment. If this is spoken by a man who who had the most beautiful women in the world, close to a thousand. Says, but still, I did not find fulfillment. Let me tell you, you will say, no, you know, if I, I reach this level, I'll be fulfilled. You, 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 it's a lie. We want to buy more, buy more. God, I want this. God gives you, when he gives you, God, I want this. God gives you, when he gives you, God, I want this. When he gives you, God, I want this. God, I want this. There's nowhere where we get to a state where we say, you know what, Lord, we thank you. Lord, I'm content. It is not about the things. It is not about the money. But Lord, I just love you. Our gospel should not be about possessions. There's more to life than possessions. There's more to life than money. There's more to life than achievement. We have a lot of people who are achievers, but miserable. Rich, but miserable. Filthy rich, but unhappy. No joy in their lives. Because there is what? There is something missing. I know people with money who kill themselves. Who commit suicide. I know people who can't sleep at night because they think people are going to steal their businesses or steal their money in the banks. And they come to me, Pastor, I can't sleep at night. Every time I dream people 
sabotaging my money and my business. Peace, joy, and rest is found in God. It's found in God. Materials will always be there. And let me tell you, if God wants to give you something, he will give it to you. The Bible says he already knows what we want before we even pray. And in the Bible, he says, why pray for the houses? Why pray for the cars? He says, even the ungodly pray for those things. He says, because I already know what you want. So I want to ask you, why do you spend sleepless nights thinking about the things that don't matter? Why are you stressed? He, he even goes to an extent to say, look at the birds of the sky. They are not made in my image. I don't love them that much as much as I love you. But when they wake up in the morning, they sing songs of praise. Today people are living in stress and anxiety because you don't know how your future will look like. Because you don't know if you will achieve your dreams. Because you don't know that you will live in a house that you're going to. That doesn't matter. There's a song that says, because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I I'm driving my dream car. Life is not worth a living because I'm living in my dream house. Life is not worth a living because I have all the money in the world that can buy whatever that I want. But life is worth a living because I have accepted Christ, I have a relationship in Christ, and He's the hope for my life, and also for my joy. Hallelujah. Now, we, we, we went to, we looked at, at, the, at these principles. We looked at law number one. Sowing always precedes reaping. Then we went to number two. Sowing involves both faith and risk. Sowing is much more difficult than reaping. Then we come to number four. We didn't do number four, yeah? Sowing requires the patience of the one who is sowing. Sowing requires the patience of the one who is sowing. You look at farmers, you know, when they plow, um, there's, there's no hope of anything. You see that the ground is so dry. 
It doesn't look like one day there'll be a harvest. You know, you'll see those tractors busy plowing there, going up and down. There's a lot of dust. There's nothing to show if there is some, that something is going to grow from there. But day by day, they wake up in the morning to plow, to prepare the ground for planting. And after they planted the seed, the seed does not grow immediately. Hallelujah. I say the what? Say it like you mean it. The seed does not grow immediately. Now, why do we run to these WhatsApp what? WhatsApp? Uh, WhatsApp schemes and what what schemes and, and those are not true seeds. Anything that comes quickly is questionable according to the word of God. Our God is able to make instant things. You know, in a world that we're living in, we live in a world of instant. There's instant pop. There's instant meat. You know, there's, there's, there's instant, like everything is instant. And we start to believe that even with God, everything is what is instant. Don't allow your life to be governed by the instant things. Or otherwise you will miss the greater purpose and the things that God wants to do in your life. Many people miss their destiny because they chase after instant things. Yes, look at, at, at the Israelites. Because they were complaining a lot and all that, God gave them manna. God gave them manna. Manna fell from the sky. And they started to complain and to say, yes, Lord, you give us manna, but we want meat. God gave them what? Instant meat. Started to complain, we don't have water. He gave them instant water. But remember, what was the purpose for the journey in the, in, 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 in the desert? The main purpose was to reach Canaan. Because the promise was to do what? To take over what? Canaan. They got used to what? To instant things. When they got to the real thing, God says to them, now it's your time to go and take what has been given to you. They said, no, we cannot go in. There are giants. No, we cannot go in. There are giants. God said, I've already given it to you. But this journey, I cannot walk with you. This has to be a process. And they said, no, 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 we will not go. We don't want the process. But God, you, you gave us manna. You gave us, can't you just give us Canaan? The way you gave us manna and you gave us all these things. God said, no, that one is for you to attain. They could not enter the promised land. I mean, they worked all, I mean, they worked in the desert for all those years. 
but could not enter the promised land because they got used to what? To instant things. Instant things don't make you grow. What makes you grow is the word of God and discipleship, but that takes what? A process. Reading the word, it's a process. A lot of people want to see miracles. Yes, there's miracles. I've seen God doing miracles. But don't allow your life to be a roller coaster life governed by miracles because you will not attain what God wants you to attain. Why? Struggles. Build your patience. And when you have patience, you are actually developing your character so that you are able to attain whatever God is giving to you. The Israelites could not enter the, promises, uh, the promised land because they were not rich. It's not because God did not give them. But they were not read. Yes, they've seen the miracles. You might have seen many things, I mean many miracles, but you are, you are not grown spiritually. Miracles make you to believe. But they don't make you to grow. And we have a church today that loves miracles, but doesn't want to be taught. Doesn't want to be discipled. And that's why we have a lot of babies who want to receive and receive and cry like a baby. So receive and receive and receive. But God will not give you what is bigger than you. Some of you are praying for things that are bigger than you. Some of you your delay is not caused by the devil or God. God has already given you, but you are not ready for the blessing that God wants to lay in your life because of your capacity. You don't have the capacity to carry what God wants to bring in your life. The certain things that need to be removed in your life Before you plant the seed, you remove all the weeds. Capacity. Look at Prophet Elijah. You still remember Prophet Elijah? There was a woman. Who lost his, uh, 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 you know, her husband? And he says, the husband was a man of God. So he goes to the prophet and says, my husband was faithful, but, but he, has, he has died. And, and we are left with nothing. We've got nothing in the house. We are poor. We are broke. I love what the prophet did. You see, sometimes you don't need prayer. I love prayer, Bazalai. I saw a gratte tapper. I'm saying prayer without the right principles. You will not make an impact. 
did not pray for the woman. Did not lay hands on the woman. He asked her a question. He says, what do you have? So this was not a question of prayer. So some of you are praying for increase, but your problem is not a, a spiritual warfare, but is the application of the principles. And this man doesn't say, let's pray. Sometimes where we need to give sound wisdom and advice, we want to pray. And he says to this woman, what do you have? Listen to what this woman says. He says, I've got nothing. You see, most of the time we think we have nothing. We disregard the things that we have. We are not grateful and thankful for the little that we have. He says, I've got nothing but, now he raises the nothing, but a jar of what? Of oil. Listen to other prophet. Now, the prophet realized something here. Oh, you've got a jar, and you've got what? Oil. You don't need prayer. You don't need prayer. So he realized the oil, it's the anointing. Oil has got what? Value. Yeah? Remember in those times, if you sell, I mean, if you sell oil, oil was very expensive. So she said, I've got a little oil and one what? One jar. So, her problem was not oil. Why? The prophet did not say, go look for oil and sell it. What was more valuable between the oil and the jar? The oil. But listen to the instruction. He says, go and look for what? For jars. Not oil. Your problem is not money. Your problem is structure. Capacity. God wants you to give you a billion, but you don't have the capacity. If your capacity grows, you see, if you can have something that is bigger than your character, it will destroy you. Have you seen a lot of artists? Very talented. But they end up self-destructed. Because the gift is bigger than the current. So you have to develop your capacity. Now it says, go and borrow the jars. Then he goes, she goes and does what? And borrow the jars. When she brings back the jars, what happened? The oil started doing what? It started to do what? To flow. Because there was more what? More structure and more what? Capacity. So this woman could have blamed the devil. Maybe she could have went to another prophet and that prophet could say, you see that next door neighbor with a black cat is the one who's bewitching you. Sometimes we think we are bewitched. 
Because our problem is what? I am the problem. I am the problem for the delay. I don't want to be changed. You don't want to be changed, but you want God to change for you. Let me tell you, God is not going to change for anyone. God is not going to compromise who he is for the sake of you or for the sake of what you need. You need to get off all those needs, all those weeds. Take them off. Root them out. Root everything. So that when God comes, you are ready. We are praying, we are asking for this. The question is, are you ready? And every level of blessing has its challenges. Are you ready for the challenge of the blessing that you are praying for? Some of you are admiring someone. Do you know what they went through for them to attain what they have? Were you able to stand the challenges they went through? Patience brings growth. Patience expands you. It prepares you for something bigger. Patience. We live in a world where people are not patient. When you stop on a stop sign, pep, 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 come on, man, pep, 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 pep. When you say, but it's a stop sign, they insult you. When it's a yielding sign, people no longer yield. They just drive. You come to a circle, traffic circle, people just drive. In the line, some pay their way to go to the front. Everyone wants to be in the front. You grow to the traffic to renew the license. There's people who come, hey, Brian, I can't go five thousand. That's what happens in the. We got used to that. Now we have taken that and brought it into the church. And I want to speak to anyone who wants to start a ministry or young pastors. There's no money in ministry. Maybe we should start it there. Ministry has no money. If you want to go into ministry, let that be your foundation. Ministry doesn't have what? Money. Because if you go for money, you will take shortcuts. You will be frustrated. That's why people go to Nigeria and borrow powers. That's why they abuse people so much. That's why they quote the word of God out of context to manipulate the people to give money. Because they are after money. Ministry requires patience. And I cannot pray to have a ministry like T.D. Jakes and say, Lord, I'm praying for 20,000 people. I should find out what is the will of God about my life. What capacity has he called me for? Then it helped me to live in peace. It helped me to live right and not manipulate and not become a liar and not be a cheat. We cheat, manipulate, kill, 
and destroy because we are after money, not after purpose. Anything that you do straight requires patience. Maybe someone is asking uh, Muruti about the tenders. How do we do tenders as the children of God? It's difficult to get a tender straight. You have to pay. You have to bribe. Does God accept bribe? Hallelujah. It's a difficult one. Does God accept bribe? Do we have to always pay in to get to the top? There are no early ways. I have no clue. <laughs> I have no clue on this matter. I'm asking you. <laughs> Do you have to sleep with someone to get a position? This is what the world looks like. Everyone wants to be in front of the light. But if you want to attain a true blessing, the Bible says the blessings that come from God, they come with no sorrow. There are certain things you have attained, but you cannot sleep at night. They cause you stress. They cause you pain. You are not fulfilled. Because you did them by your own strength. Let's talk about the father of faith, Abraham. God promised him Isaac. But along the line, they got impatient. And here's the wife coming, Sarah. Hey, I wonder if there's still women like Sarah. Who would say, Papa, try again, wait, please. <laughs> Do we have women like that? <laughs> you know, it amazes me that she had that idea to come to the husband and say, hey, but why not try her own at least? <laughs> it's so interesting. Then a child came. It was a child. Didn't God promise Abraham a child? He did. It was a boy. Didn't God promise Abraham a boy? He did. But when he presented Ishmael to God, God said, it's not him. I reject him. And what did Ishmael become? Who are the Ishmaels today? The Muslims. Those who make the bomb and kill people, the terrorists and all those things, are the Ishmaels. So if you do something outside the will of God, it will become a what? A Ishmael. It will come back and bomb you one day. It will terror. That's what it says. It's not me, it's the Bible. It says the blessing of the Lord come with what? With no sorrow. So, Arriba Leka, the opposite. The blessings that are not of the Lord, they come with sorrow. That's what it says. 
And how did Ishmael come? Because of impatience. They were not patient. That's all you have to be patient. You have to learn in this gospel, you have to learn to be patient. I've had a lot of people uttering this statement. My situation is an emergency. It's an emergency to you, but not to God. And if it's not an emergency to God, you can try whatever. And whatever that you're going to do, you're going to do it with your own strength. They will fabricate something like it. You'll go to, the, to a man of God and you will make something like it. Like if they use other spirits. And it will haunt you. It will curse you. It will curse your children. It will curse the generation that is coming. Because the source is not God. It will bring sorrow. It looks like the real thing, but it's a fake. It's not the real thing. That's all. God brings real things, but in his own time. Some delays in your life are not caused by curses or by witches, but they are caused because you are not ready. When we check the Bible from, from uh, I mean, from Egypt to, uh, to Canaan, it takes 40 days. When you read that story, it says God made sure that they took a longer route because they were not ready to face the enemies that they were going to face. And you can see the evidence along the way. Each time they faced a battle, they would say, hey, but Egypt was nicer. In Egypt, there was fish. In Egypt, they, they kept on preparing. They were not ready for what God prepared. So what it was supposed to take them 40, year, uh, 40 days, it took them 40 years. Pastor if you don't repent, what was supposed to take you 40 days? It will take you 40 years. If you don't change, it will take you longer. And God does this because he loves you. You need to develop patience. You need to allow God to do his things in his own time. And when he finally does them, that's this does not, it's not to death. It's not to death. It's not to death. It's fine. The Bible says he abode for a few more days. And look, there was no need for Jesus to go where Lazarus was. He could have sent one way. Your 
situation needs one word from God. Not give me again, it needs one word from God. One word from God can change your situation. It can turn your circumstances around. But you find that it is not time. No powerful man of God can swindle God's arm. No powerful man of God can make God agree something that he does not agree with. He waited for Lazarus to die, to rot, and to stink. <laughs> this is the God I'm talking about. Although he can do things instantly, sometimes he takes a delay. Sometimes he stands back. Sometimes he gives you up to your enemies. But not for you, but for himself. So that his power, his mercy, his greatness will be shown in you. And sometimes for God's power and grace to be shown in your life, you have to go deep into trouble. So that people will see that you are not saved by your mama or your papa or your friends. So that even those who are not saved, when they look at it, they say, yeah, this was he couldn't have saved himself by himself. This, this was not his strength. There must be another thing. There must be another power. <laughs> but what I like about Jesus, he's got a way of showing up. <laughs> he doesn't forget about us. When we are paid, you know, Lazarus was dead. He was, was dead. Sometimes you just have to die in your problem. And say, Lord, I'm not going to lift a finger. I know you're in control. But you talk Baba, I'm going to get my next door. Hey, am I am a man? Am I am a man? But when you go, am I? Jesus Christ was able just to sleep in the storm. There was a storm, but he was asleep. He was sending a message to say, even in turmoil, God is in control. But when Jesus showed up, he just spoke one word. Lazarus, wake up. All those who had jealousy on him, all those who spoke negatively, some were speaking and say, how could he die if he was a friend of God? Where is his Jesus who they said is a friend? Some are mocking you and say, well, he's a child of God, but look at him. Look at his marriage. Look, he lost his work. Look at how he's struggling. God wants them to speak. Actually, God wants your problem to smell. 
That's why he waited for three days. He wanted everyone to, to smell that Lazarus was dead. He wants people to speak about you. So that when he comes and turns things around, glory will not be given to you, but it will be given to God. But as much as it is given to God, God will raise you to another level. Hallelujah. So let's be patient. Now let's go to James. Others will say, Marutia, have a scripture. James 5, verse 7 to 8. James chapter 5, verse 7 to 8. It says, Therefore, be patient, brothers, or brethren, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit on earth, waiting patiently for it until it received the early and the latter rain. Oh, what a powerful scripture. Therefore, be patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, Wait patiently for it until it receives the early and the later rain. Oh, but reaping does not immediately follow after sowing. In nature, if you sow rabbit seeds, rabbit seeds, you know rabbit seeds. Now, you should also measure. Uh, sometimes it's because that's why I talked about the will of God. To say one time we'll make a teaching about understanding the will of God about your life. Understanding yourself, your capacity, your calling. You know, what, is, what has God really called me for? Sometimes we don't ask ourselves the right question. Which the right questions we just leave. Why am I alive? Why, especially in this era? Those are the right questions. And you have to ask those questions while you are not thinking about money. Most of our choices are affected by money, not purpose and the will of God. Most of the things that we do, even we advise our children to take certain courses because they have more money. Because they are paying. We even advise them and say, no, this one has got security. What if what you have called me doesn't have security according to you, but it is what God has called me to do? And the world has turned upside down to show us through the things that we believed in. We're not the truth. We're jokes. Jokes. The jokes was the word. But my teacher. But I believe I'm already they you know they 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 do a lot of work. They impart a lot of value into children. 
the work policy. If it was me, I was the president, I would say that we should pay them more because of the work. But we don't have to do jokes. Do you know Trevor? Trevor, no. He bought a house of over $20 million for America. That's money. Kawirain, Metai. I guess I'm going to understand what you're saying. To say, if you find what God has called you to do, it will open up doors for you. Sometimes we look down and it and say, and it and say, but this thing does not have money. So it's not about money, it's about the calling. You do what God has called you, you become patient on what is called, God has called you. God will bless you, God will give you fulfillment, joy and happiness. Those things you cannot buy, you cannot buy joy and happiness. So it says, like I said, you plant rabbit seeds. Someone plants elephant seeds. How long does it take for a rabbit to be to give birth when it's pregnant? Anyone who knows? 31 days. So after 31 days, the babies come. Elephant, it takes how long? Two? Yes. So when you are an elephant, don't compare yourself with a rabbit. Don't envy a rabbit. Don't mention a rabbit in your prayers and say, but Lord, so and so, look how many rabbits they have in a year. And I'm still going. I have nothing. Why? Because what you are about to give it's not a rabbit. It's an elephant. And when it comes on earth, it just it does not come silently. There's a shake on the earth. Because it's an elephant. So some of you, you are not rabbits. I want you guys to look at this every month. After 31 days. Mara, hold the cup and salitela. Actually, hold the compare. Then, elephant, they are nothing. You cannot squash a fellow. Sometimes, when there is a delay, it might be you're carrying an elephant. And it needs more time to develop because it is bigger, Mazalwadi. It is bigger. The story of Penina and Hannah, you know the story. I've said it a lot of times. Penina had a lot of kids. Hannah did not have kids. Hannah was pestering, uh, Penina was pestering Hannah. He said, ah, you don't have kids. But what I like about Hannah, she was a prayerful woman. She kept on praying. See, through the years, every year she would go to the temple and offer sacrifices. Although that one was pestering her, but she kept on praying. She kept on believing in God. When you 
are carrying something great in you. You don't make a lot of noise. Sometimes these people are carrying a lot of noise. A lot of noise. They've got nothing. When the time was right, she gave birth to who? Who did she give birth to? Samuel. Samuel, who was going to mentor who? David. David of whom was the tribe of Judah, Jesus was going to be born from who? From David. So Samuel was preparing a way for Jesus. For Jesus. So it means Hannah, there was a delay because there was something bigger and greater. Let me ask you, what were the, what were the names of Benina's children? Anyone who knows? Anyone? They said she had many children. So they were no names. Pazala Nuskatini said no name. Hotza Maushiano Yagadi Bersin, Sunyagadi, Saga Pele, they didn't know name. They are not gone and last. Give us a salam for the giddy no name. It are not like it's a but in no name. God works on quality, not just quantity. And God wants to give you quality, but for quality to happen, it, it born. It takes time. Even with clothes, there's mass production. And that's what we call kosher. You go to the designer, no? Designer, no? Only one. And I hope that's why I'm going to go Because king, mass production. Your blessing has a name in it. Has a name in it. It's quality. But you have to be patient. We have to be patient. One of the fruits of the spirit is patience. Don't envy. Don't compare yourself with your peers. We have two different destinies. We have two different callings. Your callings is not the same as your destiny. Ecclesiastes talks about time. It says there is time for everything. And it says the race is not for the fast. The race is not for those who are intelligent. It's not for those who, are, who have wisdom. It says, but time and chance happens to who? To everyone. So most of our time, our problem is time. 
timing. God's timing is not your timing. If you can learn to be patient, relax and trust in God and be calm, God will make a way where there is no way. What God is forming inside of you, he doesn't want it to be silent because you are a child of God. He wants it to make noise so that people will know that it is him for the glory of God. He's doing it for the glory of God. But in the process of raising up his name, he also wants to raise you. So keep on praying. Keep on fasting. Keep on worshiping. Keep on doing the things that you are doing. Keep on loving God. Keep on being passionate about God. Some of you have come to a point where you say, this thing does not work. I'm quitting. Some have come to say, I don't think God really exists anymore. I don't think that Jesus exists anymore. Let me tell you, Jesus still exists. You have to be patient. You are not an exception. You are not an exception. Don't, don't look at them. Look at me. You are not an exception. Patience is part of Christian life. Why are you angry? Why are you frustrated? Why are you in sorrow? Why are you causing sorrow among your friends, your peers, your spouse, and your husband? It's because you, you don't want to be patient. You are frustrated by the things that you want. And God is not going to give you if it is not time. Because you are not ready. If an elephant gives birth within three months, what will happen to the baby? What will happen to the baby? It's a miscarriage. Most of the things that God wants to do in our life have been miscarried because we sought out for other solutions. Most of the things that God wanted to do in our lives have been miscarried because we've been running there and there and there trying other things to try and fast track what God has given to us. Then we miscarry those things. Stand your two years. Allow your baby to grow. Be patient. Be patient in any situation. Be patient with your wife. Be patient with your husband. Be patient with your children. Be patient with people around you. Maybe you're starting a business, but it is not picking up the way you want. Don't go the route of going No. That's what they do. It's a wrong foundation. You're going to abort what God wants to do. Don't pay for promotion. It's going to limit you. But you find that God had something more bigger than that. Promotion, promotion is just a rabbit. And God had 
like an elephant in mind for you. Now you miscarried what God had intended for you. Yeah, I'm in a job. It is not paying. Be patient. Keep on praying. Trust in God. God will make a way. God will make a way. He knows what you need. He says, I've got good plans for you. And my plans is to do what? To prosper you. Why are you stressed? Today be content. And trust God for the process. Yes, we all want the miracle. But let me tell you, your wife won't be a miracle every day. Somebody said to me, Ah, Muruti, wait again. Ah, when I were around here, okay. But I can't every day. I so wish every day. Can God God go that route? I can't drive. Can God go that route? Does God work like that? No. Sometimes he does instant things. At times he does a what? He allows a what? A process. And that's what is so painful. That's what we don't like. That's what we don't need. We want instant things. Like They don't want to eat or Now. And that's what we do. We act as the children. But sometimes God says, wait. I've got something better. But it's still developing. We have to wait until it develops. Hallelujah.